Monday afternoon Tuesday morning and you know what that means I am out of my element this is Daz does Disney welcome back dreamers uh this is the second time that I have recorded this podcast hopefully the last uh it's me it's me it is the D-O-Z Landon the Daz don't not kicking your week off the right way. Well, we're still going to bring you some Disney news, but generally this would have dropped at 5 a.m. in your podcast feed bright and early Monday morning, but we had some uh, technical difficulties Sunday, and uh, because of my job requirements requiring me to get up in the middle of the night to go to work, I was unable to salvage and or re-record last night so here we are uh monday afternoon uh re-recording episode 40 of does does disney uh i apologize for the delay of getting this episode out and i also apologize for any background noise you hear because uh east tennessee uh where the isolation station of love is located uh, is currently having a uh throw down thunderstorm going on and the power is flickering on and off too so uh hopefully fingers crossed the power stays on and the background noise isn't too much um uh since this is the second time i'm having to do this podcast it's just gonna be me this week no steffers uh so sorry for all you uh steffer fanatics out there i know you are out there follow her on twitter at asianzing 95 uh adventures with steffers everywhere else on your social medias and speaking of adventures with steffers that's where you can find her podcast as well wherever you get your fine podcast but uh let's go ahead and dive into the disney news while i do still have power and my computer is not dying um i did not think that one of the Biggest news stories coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida, talking on Walt Disney World. I did not think it would be the destruction of a billboard on a Disney property, but yet here we are. Um, It seems like one of the biggest hot button issues was Disney's, it seems, overnight decision to destroy the, yeah, I'll say it, iconic billboard of the Hollywood Tower of Terror that stood on World Drive, uh, kind of near the entrance to Hollywood Studios. Um, I'll be honest, I thought it was cool, but it really didn't resonate a whole lot with me. It was very unique. I thought it was cool. It did give you a feeling. It's like, all right, cool. We're almost to the park. All right, I am going to be able to ride the Tower of Terror when I get there. Um, Maybe, depending on the weight, because we do know that Tower of Terror has been uh, posting some crazy crazy wait times especially with it running at half capacity these days uh, due to maintenance but uh a lot of people had a lot of really don't want to say hot takes but for the lack of a better term let's go with hot takes about the removal of this sign um and it really was a unique and iconic sign for at one point the drawing attraction to Disney's Hollywood Studios. This sign went up uh, in the mid-90s when uh, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror did first open, when it was the draw to the park, maybe with uh, Rock and Roller Coaster featuring Aerosmith. And uh, some of the some of the comments online, uh, they were upset, A, that Disney removed it to begin with, but another reason people seem to be upset is that Disney kind of just like, Okay, we're announcing we're removing it. Then the very next day, almost a blink and you miss it situation. They took it down pretty much overnight. Uh, 
friend of the show and my mom's favorite uh, member of uh, my fans out there, Kevin, got at me on Twitter. Uh, you can do the same what, what Kevin did get at me on Twitter, at uh, Does Does Disney. Uh, because I'm sure it'll be discussed, I'm hurt that the Tower of Terror billboard is gone. It gave you that joyful feeling of almost arriving at your resort or at the park. It's a feeling us Walt Disney World fans know all too well. I'm hoping something just as fun will take it over. Kevin then follows it up with another tweet saying, I'd like to add that Walt Disney World is losing its nostalgia factor for me. We did get a Remy's ride, but it's 15 years later with a 30 second ride. And, it, and then he asks, how is Bugs Life still here? And adds that poor Animal Kingdom gets left in the dust. Kevin brings up an interesting point and it's a point that I don't think he's alone on. Mentioning that Walt Disney World is losing that nostalgia factor for him. So I'm going to ask you that question. Is Walt Disney World losing that nostalgia factor for you? Because um, nostalgia sells. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Uh, nostalgia is a big draw to me when it comes to Walt Disney World. And I mean, I'm not going to say that... Uh, Walt Disney is losing all nostalgia, but I do think some of the decisions they've made in recent years, and I do understand from 2020 to now, they've had to make some decisions because I'm going to wave my arms at the world vaguely burning behind us because it is still going. By the way, the BA5 variant is still out there. Holy smokes, y'all. Please continue to be careful. Um, I do understand that that has had to make Disney make some difficult decisions, but even before that, and... There is some stuff that makes me kind of tilt my head a little bit sideways and make me kind of say, well, back in the day and not go all, you know, Dillo Diz on you. Be sure and check out the Dillos every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but yeah, it makes me kind of wax poetic and nostalgic for the good, good old days. So get at me on Twitter. Is Disney losing that nostalgic feel for you? Because uh, for Kevin, losing this, again, iconic billboard of Twilight Zone, Hollywood Tower of Terror on World Drive. This is an instance where it reminds Kevin, yeah, maybe things ain't as good as they were once for Mickey and friends down in Orlando, Florida. But staying in Hollywood Studios, kind of an update for a story Steffers and I did last week. Last week, we talked about how uh, after an early Soft opening for the Star Wars launch bay. Uh, the uh, launch bay is now fully open. Last week we talked about how Darth Vader and Chewbacca were there. Now BB-8 is there for your character meet and greet. So now you can head over to the launch bay, meet all three characters. Um, uh, and despite Disney initially saying that the character meet and greets would be part of the Disney Genie Plus Lightning Lanes, at this time Disney has yet to go forward with those plans. And all three characters are only available to meet via standby lines. And uh, those wait times are not posted in the my disney experience app fyi so meet and greets they can be popular during the day and uh early reports so far to nobody's surprise chewbacca was the most popular meet and greet this blog mickey post uh, that posted this news they did note uh, that there was no photo pass and the automated photo pass boxes were not working so if you want to take a picture of you and the sith lord or you and bb8 or you want to get photographic proof that you finally Finally, finally got that Wookiee hug, Steffers. Uh, hopefully you can get a, uh, you have really long arms for a selfie or somebody will be with you in your party that you can, you know, take turns rotating uh, for those picture options. 
Staying in Star Wars news, uh, some keen eyes have noticed in a galaxy far, far away in the planet of Batu, little yellow icons have been popping up around uh, the black spire outpost, uh, and those happen to be the markers for the Batu Bounty Hunters game coming to the Magic Band Plus interactive experience. Now, we do know the Magic Band Pluses are coming later this summer, and part of the selling points of the Magic Band Plus is the interactive experience with their lights and the haptic feedback, and I think this is kind of a cool addition because once you get past that point of purchase with the Magic Band Plus, this is something you and your family can do in the Disney parks for free. Now, it could be argued, do you really want to be spending your time in the Disney parks after you paid to, you know, get in, walking around playing a virtual game through the Play Disney Parks app? But I don't, I don't think that would be the reason you're going in exclusively. This is something you can do while you and your family are walking around Bad 2, while you are in line for Galaxies, or while you are in line for... Uh, for Smuggler's Run, sorry, while you're in line for Rise of the Resistance, because uh, this is something uh, very similar to what they've done uh, with the Star Wars Datapad uh, section within the Play Disney Parks app. Uh, Disney released a statement with the description of the game's quote, in the Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters experience, guests can join the Batu Bounty Hunters Guild in the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Using their Magic Band Plus to find numerous virtual bounties hidden throughout the Black Spire Outpost, guests will follow the band's light patterns and haptics to complete their mission. Then they will return to the local guild master who will reward them with galactic credits. Guests can also use the Play Disney Park mobile app to help them reveal their virtual bounty using the app's built-in augmented reality thermal viewer." End quote. So, I think a cool thing, at least what I'm taking away from that statement, uh, there's going to be a local guild master. So that leads me to believe a cast member is going to be playing this role of a local guild master. So I think that's cool that there's going to be another interactive experience within Batu to make you feel like you are off world, like you are on a planet in a galaxy far, far away. I could be completely wrong on that. And it could just be you hit a button within the Play Disney Parks app and be like, okay, yeah, I'm turning it into, you know, uh, this guy and he's going to give me virtual credits. And then, of course, I mean, there's going to be the question, what do you do with these credits that you get for completing the bounties? I assume it's going to be similar to what they've done in the past with the Star Wars data pad. Uh, again, so you'll be able to buy virtual clothing, virtual titles for your uh, virtual avatar within the Play Disney Parks app. But uh, I know this isn't huge news, but I do think it is cool that Disney is adding stuff to uh Black Spire Outpost, they're adding stuff to Batu, and, and they're getting closer to getting Batu to what it was initially pitched and what it was initially sold as. It was this experience where you are part of the resistance and you're running from the First Order, or on the flip side, you could be loyal to Kylo Ren and the Empire, and you're trying to sell out Rey and Chewbacca and the crew. So I think I think it's cool that, that we're getting closer to that. It's still not to that point, and I would still love to see some more characters walking around in Black Spire Outpost, you know, hanging out maybe in Oga's Cantina, but I understand Oga's Cantina is uh, kind of cramped as is, so I don't know if, uh, you know, uh, droids, well, no, as we all know, uh, droids aren't uh, served in bars in Star Wars anyway. Uh, another update in a Hollywood studio story we spoke on last week. Last week, we talked about for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration 
was going to be closing for refurbishments. Uh, we found out that that refurbishment closing was going to happen in late August, and we now know that it will be reopening September 17th. So that's only going to be a short window where the frozen... Yes, thank you, Zoe. Where the frozen sing-along celebration will not be available for park guests. So we still don't know exactly why it's being shut down. Well, it's being shut down for refurbishments, but what I meant to say, rather, is we don't know what the refurbishments are. Uh, Disney has been recently upgrading technology in their theaters across the park, so some are speculating that this is just going to be another round of Disney, well, upgrading the tech in the theater where a Frozen sing-along celebration happens, and because it is going to be a relatively small window where this show isn't being offered... That does make sense. So if you are a fan of the show that we're getting right now, I think you can breathe a sigh of relief knowing that there's not going to be a complete redo of the show because this is a very popular show. So, um, uh, yeah, and if we do find out what is actually going to be getting refurbed, what is uh, going to be getting an upgrade when it comes to the theater, we'll be sure to let you know. So, you know, assuming my computer doesn't crash again, promise next week it will be on time. All right, heading over to Epcot, where the big news coming out of the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, it has to be all about the International Food and Wine Festival kicking off. And you might remember last week when Steffer and Steffers and I were going through the menu and practically salivating and saying how hungry we are, hearing about some of the offerings from some of the different countries and booths and pavilions that are being offered. There were a few that we did note that were opening on August 15th, and one of those happened to be the Brew Wing at the Odyssey. Well, to the surprise of a lot of park guests, uh, the Brew Wing at the Odyssey opened uh, with everything else. So uh, if you do want to get some brew and some wings at the Odyssey, you have that opportunity because brew, wing at the Odyssey, you see what they did there? They combined a brew and wing and turned it into a... Uh, there so you know clever wordplay circle gets the square uh you might be familiar the odyssey uh is where they used to do the uh, epcot experience preview center but it's now been uh, restored to an event space with tables and chairs where once again you can go get some brews and you can go get some wings uh, another area that's been taken over for the international food and wine festival kind of a confirmation for what uh i and Pretty much everybody else was assuming was coming. The Canada Far and Wide attraction we knew was going to be uh, shut down. Well, not shut down. They were not going to be showing the movie, but we didn't know what was going to go in its place. It has been confirmed. Uh, the Appleseed Orchard has taken over the Canada Far and Wide Circle Vision Theater once again this year as Disney looks to provide guests both relief from the hot weather and the afternoon thunderstorms that are so, so common in Central Florida during the summer. Plus, they give you an option to get some cider. Uh, I can speak for the uh, cider. I can speak for relief from the hot weather and the afternoon thunderstorms. Myself, Justin Monorail, and old man Frank from Dillo's Diz, we hung out there when we were all down there a few years ago, and that is where uh, Jay lost his uh, Illuminations uh, magic band. And... Uh, then cast members found it for him. So uh, once again, cast members proving that they're the best. And uh, I know I'll say it later. Thank a cast member. Thank a team member. They are awesome. Um, and you know what else is awesome? My girl, the Epcot ball. Well, I call her my girl, the Epcot ball. But everybody else, they like to call her Spaceship Earth. And just in time for the International Food and Wine Festival and to celebrate 
the International Food and Wine Festival, Imagineers have decided to dress my girl up and give her a new light show. And this comes from Imagineer Zach Ridley, or as we like to call him on this show, Zach Ridley, diddly do, from his Instagram. Our lighting design team at Walt Disney World Imagineering continues to explore the artistic and technical possibilities of the new Spaceship Earth lighting. For our newest limited time sequence, we were inspired by the vibrant colors and strong movement in the 1991 Walt Disney World Animation Studio classic, Beauty and the Beast, and infused both into the programming of the show. Be on the lookout for some fun, subtle Easter eggs such as the rising champagne bubbles and the multicolor spotlight from the finale of the song, plus a special tricolor celebration to France, the setting, and inspiration of this tale as old as time. It is with the deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you to be our guest for an amazing new sequence inspired by the Academy Award-winning song Just In Time for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. For the music, we always enjoy the chance to put an Epcot twist on the shows we create for Spaceship Earth. The lyrics from this song, as known by heart to millions, I can recite them by heart every time the song comes on, and I'm sure I'm not alone, by blending both the original and French versions of Be Our Guest, known in French as... Yeah, I'm not even attempting that one. Your boy over here, he took Spanish, and uh, he got by on a C with that one, so we are not even attempting that one. Anyway, we create a unique cross-cultural experience that's a spectacular in any and all languages. Enjoy. And once again, that comes from Zach Ridley's Instagram. Uh, I look forward to seeing the Beauty and the Beast Spaceship Earth Light Show when I'm down uh, later this year for Food and Wine Festival. I love what they've done with Spaceship Earth, with the lights, with the music. Um, If I stopped and thought about the Rainbow Connection one enough right now, I could just start sobbing, just just big, giant, happy man-baby tears because that was just such a magical experience. And and they they did it recently with Pocahontas, uh, Colors of the Wind, I believe. That was that was just so so amazing. And and I and I do hope that after they move away from the 50th anniversary celebration stuff like that, I do hope that this is something that the Imagineers will continue to do because this is a new addition to the Walt Disney World Resort and to Epcot that I think is just, they've, they've knocked it out of the park and I think it is phenomenal. And once again, I've, I've seen the videos and the videos look awesome, but seeing it in person, mm, cannot wait to... Uh, take it in with my own eyes because I don't think the videos uh, do it justice. And uh, like talking about how uh, how great a new addition, what they've been doing to Spaceship Earth is, another new addition coming to Epcot. Um, if you're familiar with uh, what they do during Food and Wine, you know, they got Remy's uh, Scavenger Hunt where you can pay for a game board. They give you game board uh with some stickers and then you go around the world showcase and you try and find hidden Remy's and then you put the corresponding stickers in the right place. And then you turn in that game board and they give you a pretty cool prize. It's generally like a tumbler for coffee or water or something like that, or at least it has been in years past. So uh, with an eye towards after food and wine, and I guess towards the spooky season, uh, Disney has announced 
Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit. Uh, Disney put out a statement saying, uh, celebrate the Halloween season with your gorgeous group. <sighs> Disney, that's terrible. Come on, y'all. By partaking in this very special pumpkin hunt from September 29th to October 31st, 2022, or while supplies last. Here's how you can join the pursuit. Purchase a game board and stickers at select merchandise locations, including Creation Shop, Port of Entry, and World Travelers at the International Gateway. Have fun hunting for hidden decorative pumpkins based on Disney characters. Once you've found a character, place the corresponding sticker on your game board. And whether you choose to hunt for pumpkins or not, return your game board to Disney Traders located at the entrance to the World Showcase or World Travelers at the International Gateway for a spooky surprise. All right, then there's an important details. And uh, for, uh, I guess, entertainment purposes, I'm going to try and do this in one breath. Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit is subject to cancellation or change without notice, including without limitation dates, surprises, and price. Map stickers and game boards are available while supplies last. Limit five game board purchases per guest, one surprise per game board. Game board valid with redemption through October 31st, 2022, or while surprise game boards last. Yeah, I almost got there, and I almost nailed it. So uh, this is pretty much a Halloween-themed Remy's scavenger hunt, and uh, I'm, I'm for it. I mean, this is another add-on. I mean, it's not free, so it's another way that Disney can get your money. By the way, spoiler alert, this whole thing, it's a profit deal. Um, but uh, it's its its another another little cool thing you and your family can do. Uh, uh, another way to add something while you and the family are walking around the World Showcase. Maybe y'all are going down for Mickey's Not So Scary. Uh, and before y'all park hop over to the Magic Kingdom, I think you can get in four o'clock uh, if you have a not so scary ticket. Maybe you get a park reservation for Epcot earlier in that day and, uh, you know, walk around World Showcase, go looking for some uh, cool looking pumpkins and you get your uh, spooky surprise. So uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit, that special prize is. And uh, also looking forward to seeing what those cool pumpkins look like because Disney uh, Disney doesn't skimp on, uh, on on the holidays and uh, since Halloween is my favorite holiday because you know spoiler alert it's the best holiday looking forward to seeing what uh, Disney is going to be offering with that staying in Epcot talking about walking around the world showcase one of the draws of walking around world showcase is taking in some of the entertainment and we have the returns of two entertainment acts just in time for the 2022 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. First up, Atlas Fusion has returned to the Morocco Pavilion just in time for the International Food and Wine Festival. They last performed in Epcot back in 2020, like I said, in the Morocco Pavilion. Uh, Atlas Fusion plays Moroccan music and features a belly dance performance, and the act encourages guests to dance along and enjoy the sounds of Morocco. I think this is one of the more fun acts as you walk around the world showcase, always high energy, especially when they do start involving the guests, getting people to get involved, get the belly dancing going, getting getting people dancing in the lines, especially after a couple people have had maybe a few too many adult beverages and inhibitions go out the window uh, and people think they can dance. So that's always fun to watch. Uh, so uh, yeah, that is in the Morocco Pavilion. That is Atlas Fusion returning. And another 
entertainment act returning. That's going to be the Groovin Alps. They have returned to the Germany Pavilion, and much like Atlas Fusion, they have not performed since 2020 as well. So once again, more entertainment acts returning to Epcot. And part of the reason I love going to Epcot, I mean, yeah, everybody loves going to eat and drink around the world, but part of the reason I love Epcot is that atmosphere. And part of the atmosphere, the draw of the atmosphere, is the entertainment that you hear as you go from one country to another, hearing just so many cool sounds, cool acts. So the more acts returning, the better. And I just love hearing that one step closer back to normalcy, or as I like to say, normalcy. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever get back to the way things were before the pandemic, but this is one step closer to getting as close to normal as we can. So uh, super excited that Groovin' Alps and Atlas Fusion are back in the World Showcase. Just another reason to head down to Epcot for the Food and Wine Festival. Not only does the menu sound awesome, we got some more awesome entertainment back in there. So um, that's all awesome. Let's uh, talk about something that's not really awesome here real quick. Um, so I saw on social media last week, uh, Splash Mountain was back in the news. And uh, no, it wasn't a bunch of uh, vaguely racist people wanting to hashtag save Splash Mountain. Um, uh, that's for a different podcast. For the uh, third time since August of uh, 2020, a, another Splash Mountain log has sunk at the Magic Kingdom, and uh, according to the video posted on Facebook, uh, this log, uh, guess we're trying to hop out of the vehicle, and the ride is still moving as guests attempt to jump out. And the, uh, well, I was going to say the scary part that I'm going to get to in a second. First of all, if you're in a water ride and your vessel starts to go down, yes, I know it's not the Titanic, the water on Splash Mountain, thankfully. So, you know, it's only knee deep. Um, so you should be able to, you know, get out and, and, and save yourself. But, uh, the worst part is the video makes it appear that a second log bumps into the back of the sunken log and then it appears to hit a guest. Um, again, appears, I'm not saying it flat out does. Maybe, maybe the video like, like angles. I'm not saying this is like a Zabruder film or something or, or, you know, ILM, like, like I'm not saying release like the Snyder cut of the uh, Splash Mountain log sinking video, but, but the video does look like it kind of, kind of bumps some guests. Now I'm not saying it was to the point where they had to be, you know, taken to the hospital, or at least I've not seen reports of that, but uh, it is kind of an eyebrow raising situation because uh, at least as of recording, Disney has yet to issue a statement about the event has, uh, and they reopened Splash Mountain with no noticeable changes. Now, yes, I mean, what changes are they going to make? I mean, hopefully they, 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 they plugged it up or, or you know, uh, took that log out of, uh, out of rotation, figured out what was going on. And yes, eventually Splash Mountain is going to close for good so they can make the switch over from Splash Mountain to Tiana's Bayou Adventure because not too long ago, we finally did get A, a name for the Princess and the Frog re-theme once again, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, and we do know it is opening in late 2024. So eventually, I mean, we do know Splash Mountain's days are numbered. Um, uh, but I mean, that's that's that, that, that doesn't doesn't exactly instill you with confidence. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, is this going to stop me from getting on Splash Mountain to ride it? You know, one more time. 
If anything's gonna stop me from getting on Splash one more time, it's going to be the me me asking myself, do I really want to roll the dice of walking around the park uh, the rest of the day with wet shoes and socks because uh, they've only had. Th I almost said, well, they've only had three boats sink in the uh, since August of 2020. Having one boat sink is one too many, but I mean, in the scheme of things, three since August of 2020 isn't all that much, but it. Uh, what I'm saying is it's unlikely that if you get on Splash Mountain, your boat is going to sink. But at the same time, it's still like, oh, that's that's not super great. But I'm. Um, uh, hmm. The fact that it's happened three times and Disney knows that Splash Mountain's days are numbered. I just don't know if Disney's going to end up doing anything. So uh, maybe wear a life jacket when you get on Splash Mountain. Maybe. I don't know. Cast members probably wouldn't let you do that. And and again, it the water's only knee deep. You'll be you'll be fine. You'll be fine if your boat sinks on Splash Mountain. Uh but again, if your boat sinks on Splash Mountain, not ideal. But hey, you might be able to get a uh fat well no, they don't do fast passes. Hey, you might be able to get an individual uh lightning lane out of it. So there you go. Eh? Eh, you gotta 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 look on the bright side a lot, guys. And uh, finally, let's close out some Disney news with something that snuck by me and Steffers last week, or rather, it post news posted after we were done recording. We like talking about meet and greets. I love me some uh, character meet and greets, uh, getting my pictures taken with Disney princesses, some of my favorite Star Wars characters, uh, uh, Stitch, stitching the. Star Wars character or a Disney prince. I just I just like getting my picture taken with Stitch. But uh, um, we got the return of two Disney princesses to the Magic Kingdom. First up, Snow White, without her seven dwarves, just White herself, is going to be back in the Magic Kingdom. Snow White is meeting near the Town Square Theater, outdoors on the porch to the right of the building. Guests are encouraged to check the My Disney Experience app for meeting times on the day of their visit. But Snow White generally meets in the morning and early afternoon. So once again, no seven dwarves, but Snow White is going to be there. So you can go visit her and tell her not to accept any weird apples from old creepy ladies that she meets in the woods. And then uh, making a surprising return to Agrabah in Adventureland, it is Princess Jasmine and Aladdin. Uh, they are now outside of the magic carpet ride of Aladdin in Adventureland. So if you want to go get your picture taken with that duo, once again, check out the My Disney Experience app on the day of your visit for meeting times. Once again, big fan of the meet and greets, getting your photo taken. I just love it. Makes me makes me happy, makes me smile, makes me feel good inside. I mean, I, I, I like that stuff so much when my annual pass uh, came up for renewal. Uh, I've talked about this before. Uh, photo pass is now an a la carte option, and I totally paid for it. And part of the reason I did, I want to get these pictures with, with these characters because I think they're awesome. Going back to what Kevin said earlier, Disney isn't his nostalgia for him. Taking these pictures with characters, that 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 strikes nostalgia for me. Remember when I said nostalgia is a hell of a drug? Uh, I have the receipt to prove it. <laughs> uh, once again, thanks for Kevin for getting at us on Twitter uh, to, uh, I guess, inspire this week's Twitter interaction question. I got to come up with a better thing to call that. Anyway, uh, once again, is Disney losing nostalgia for you? Um, uh, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback another question on that. Does it matter to you? Is, is that taking away from your enjoyment when you go down to the parks? Are, are, are you perfectly content just having fun without 
it being fueled through nostalgia? Or, or is, is, is your Disney enjoyment totally nostalgia-based? Take any of those questions, answer as many as you want, answer as few as you want. Hey, it's up to you. I'm not telling you what to do. I just, I just, I just appreciate you listening. I really do, especially after this week's episode where it's a uh, day late and it's just 30 minutes of uh, some crazy person uh, talking really fast about Disney news. Uh, by the way, <sighs> I've done this entire podcast in one breath, so, uh, so, so, so I apologize. Uh, speaking of Twitter and the Twitter responses we've gotten, um, I'm once again blown away. I say it every week. And I truly do mean it. We have the best fans in the podcasting game and y'all prove it week in and week out. Um, We got a ton of responses to the question that Steffers asked. Ranking shows in all the Walt Disney World parks. What's a must do? What haven't you done? Um, I threw out a question. What's your go-to drink? When you're walking around the world showcasing Epcot, got some responses on that. Uh, what to do with Dino Land? Because uh, as far as I know, uh, the Jerkosaurus on Dinosaur is still wearing a net. Hey, maybe we can call him Annette the Dinosaur. Waka waka. Um, uh, but since those questions were asked with Steffers, and heck, one of them was asked by Steffers, I want to wait until the whole crew is back to get to your responses. So you got a little bit more time. If you want to weigh in on the conversations we had last week, once again, ranking Walt Disney World shows in all four parks, what's your go-to drink when you're walking around the world showcase, and what's the future of Dino Land in Animal Kingdom? Talking, what do Dino Land? What do Dino Land? Man, I'm really good at this. Get at us on the Twitter Get at us on the Bird app, twitter.com slash does does Disney. Um, uh, and hello to any new listeners. I saw some, uh, several of our listeners uh, getting in our mentions, uh, giving giving this show a shout out, saying that this is a uh, podcast people should check out. Um, means a lot, it really does. Uh, it's a labor of love, and uh, I love that there are people out there that love what this is so uh y'all are the best and if i talk about it anymore i'm gonna start crying on another podcast and i promised myself i wouldn't do that <laughs> so uh yeah that is a uh, very late episode of does does disney y'all uh once again i apologize for the technical difficulties that kept this out of your podcasting feed monday morning when it normally drops i know that some of y'all listen to me on your way to work to kick off your work week the right way that I say. And that bums me out. That bump. Oh, that, if you thought that bums you out, you should have felt how sad I felt when I realized, oh no. Well, oh fuck uh, would be the more accurate term when I realized what was going on. But uh, I'm once again, I do apologize and hopefully you will uh, accept my apologies in uh, this episode a day late, and uh, next week, everything, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be on schedule. Uh, and speaking of uh, everything should be on schedule, Steppers should be back with us next week. Uh, so follow her on the Twitter at AsianZing95. Follow her on social media everywhere else at Adventures with Steppers. Uh, I believe her website is adventureswithsteppers.com as well. And Adventures with Steppers is also her podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five star review. 
wherever you get your fine podcast. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. Uh, I also appear on The Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com, also available in the iHeartRadio app and the News Talk 987 app as well. So, Steffers, any thoughts before we hit the dough? Right, she's not with me this week. Um, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal. Pay your cast members and pay your team members a living wage. They make the magic happen. We love coming down to your parks. We even tolerate spending all of our money down there. But without them... None of the magic happens, and they are responsible for making this machine go. Be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else is going on through, man. I mean, there is so much going on out there. You don't know what everybody else is going through in their day-to-day life, and you don't know how far a kind word, how far a kind gesture will go. Even just the smallest gesture can make a world of difference. Take care of yourself. Seriously. I'm not talking just your physical health. Take care of your mental health, too. So much negativity. So much. And your mental health can be just as important as your physical health. And I want you to know, it's going to sound lame, but I'm in your... I'm in your corner. I got your back. The Dawes loves you. So for Steffers, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you so much for listening and being a fan of Dawes Does Disney. Because you've been great and we've been Dawes Does Disney. Oh, and if you don't like this podcast, uh, the first version I did was way, way better. <sighs> Take two. Once more with feeling. It's a Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning, and you know what that means? <laughs> You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at 
L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that.